0: Hello! Hi, everyone. Welcome to My Name is Weezer. My
1: Name is Weezer. My
0: Name is Weezer.
1: My Name is Weezer. My Name
0: is Weezer. Weezer. Yay. Okay, so this is the first episode of a podcast that we started recording a year and a half ago.
1: Just about, yeah.
0: Jen, why don't you tell them when, when we are right now?
1: It is currently February 1st, 2016.
0: February Fool's Day.
1: I like to call it Groundhog's Eve.
0: All right. Now you know when we when we are now, what you're about to listen to is like way back in August of two thousand and fourteen. So you know, we'll make reference to things that have not yet happened uh, as as though no things
1: that have happened that already have... as things that have not yet happened.
0: right, Jen. I'm glad we're doing this because obviously I'm confused about it. Really. I imagine our listeners would also be confused,
1: yeah, yeah, that's uh that's why we're. Doing
0: this intro. That's that is right. That's why we're doing this intro. You sounded like Yogi
1: Bear for a second just
0: then. Uh, you know that's funny. The second you said you sounded like Yogi Bear, I was like, oh, I'll do a Yogi Bear impression to like respond to her. But then I was like, I don't know what Yogi Bear fucking sounds like. He sounds like
1: you did a second ago.
0: Can't do it. Well, okay. Okay, so what we're going to talk about, Weezer. That's what you got. Uh, this whole first season is us talking about blue through uh, make believe. Make believe. Um, and so that's all the stuff from 100 years ago. And then we're going to pop back in on Red now. And it's going to be great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and enjoy the first episode.
2: Enjoy the first episode. My name is Jonas. i cool. Thanks for all you shown us. This is how we feel.
0: All right. Hi. Uh, this is my name is Weezer. The podcast where we talk about Weezer, like all things, all of the things that are Weezer.
1: Not just the songs. I'm Jen.
0: (laughs) This is... Correct. This is Jen. Uh, She's a giggler. So if you can hear the sound of her giggles, just get used to that, because that will happen. There's no getting around.
1: Often. It will happen often.
0: It'll happen. uh, Yeah. Uh, And I am Patrick. I'll stop in the middle of sentences. Um that's my thing. And, uh,
1: now that we've got that established,
0: <laughs> now that we've got that established, Let's talk uh, about Weezer. this, okay. So, uh, this is going to be a, a strange project, I think, um, because we've both been Weezer fans for most of our adult music listening lives. Yes. yes. Um, but, uh, that's, that's going to be, I think, one of the things I'm excited about here is that our perspectives are bound to be way different. Yes. Uh, because we are aged differently.
1: Yes. I am 24 years old. I started listening to Weezer when I was in eighth grade, uh, which was like 2003, 2004.
0: So you came to them after like maladroit
1: after maladroit. I caught up with them at make believe.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and I am 32 years old. So very, I just got a rude little point because of my age, 32 really
1: old, guys. years,
0: I'm really old. Um, so, uh, and, but I also, uh, didn't get, uh, start listening to Weezer until like 99, maybe, um, in high school, because uh, at junior high school and high school for me was all about, uh, ska and punk rock. I was in a lot of ska bands in high school.
1: Patrick's really cool.
0: Jesus. I was cool. I was cool in the 90s.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was 10 in the 90s.
0: Fair enough. Hey, fair enough, right? Let's be accepting of each other's differences, and we're all cool when we were cool, okay? Yeah, um, and we're
1: and, all cool now, so that's what matters.
0: Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see who's cool at the end of this. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jen, what? What? obviously you're a fan of, of Weezer. What other kind of music... When you're not listening to Weezer, this this week has been tough for us because we've both been listening to a lot.
1: See, Patrick and I are both have, previously we're both casual Weezer fans. Like we mm-hmm. knew we mm-hmm. knew their albums that had come out, but I don't know that I, either either of us had spent a lot of time doing a whole lot of research or looking into their unreleased stuff. Correct. Um, but this week has been interesting because we've both spent a lot of time doing that.
0: So. Here's 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 the format of this thing, right? Um, we're going to talk about, I think, almost everything that Weezer has done. Certainly, everything that they've released. Within commercially. reason. Within reason. Yes. We, we it is
1: not- unreasonable to cover every single thing that Weezer has ever done, or every single thing, even specifically that Rivers Cuomo has ever done.
0: Right. Uh, here's. <laughs> Here's a hilarious thing that now you know, um, is that there is a website called Weezerpedia. Uh, it is self-explanatory. It is, what that inc- is
1: incredibly comprehensive. It,
0: yes. Uh, if you go to the songs list page, it's like 700 Weezer songs. Um, and you know, they've put out what seven or eight records and all of them have like 10 songs on them.
1: The new album that's coming out in October, everything will be all right in the end will be their ninth album. Um, Counted this morning.
0: Is is that counting uh, death to false Metal?
1: That is not counting. That is counting only the uh,
0: the proper the proper releases.
1: releases. So it's not even counting like Christmas with Weezer.
0: <laughs> and you gotta count Christmas with Weezer. <laughs>
1: so in that case, if it's a, look, ten. I think
0: look, I think if it's an EP uh, and an iPhone game, then you should count it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm, uh, yes. uh, right. So um, we are bound to leave a few things out.
1: So please don't. Crucify us. I mean, we, we, can, we
0: can take some, like, mild internet crucifixion.
1: Right. But as long as it's mild. Because <laughs> we are not the end-all be-all of Weezer knowledge.
0: No. In fact, there there's going to be huge holes, I'm sure. Uh, but today, uh, we're going to talk uh, about Blue. Basically, the first self-titled uh, record... Out in 1994, that's going to be the crux of the conversation. Yes. Um, but of course, that's not the first, you know, the band came together in 91, mm-hmm. ni- 1991.
1: Actually on a street that is just a couple miles away from where we are, Stoner Avenue.
0: Where is Stoner Avenue?
1: Stoner Avenue is in West LA. Okay. Um, it's a, a block west of Barrington. It runs north-south. <laughs> Great. I used to work over there.
0: Uh, what were you doing over what where were you working?
1: I worked in a synagogue.
0: Great. <laughs> um all right. Uh so so they got together in 91, Um and the lineup at that point um was
1: very different. It was uh
0: it's a little bit different.
1: Yeah. Well Go ahead. Two out of four are the same.
0: Yeah. So the the two the two like standards, the two as long as these dudes are together it's Weezer. Right. right? It's
1: Rivers, is, Cuomo, and Pat Wilson. Right.
0: Rivers and Pat. Um, and, uh, I mean, f- for me, in, in my head, uh, Weezer is Rivers and Pat and Brian Bell and Matt Sharp. Right. Even though Sharp hasn't been in the band since, like, 96. Right. And
1: Scott Schreiner has been in since his dismissal. Right. Well, so, dismissal is a harsh word. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, and and we'll get to that uh, eventually. Oh. In a
1: while, actually. Because <laughs> we're sticking with blue today. Because
0: we are sticking with blue. That can be the name of the episode, sticking with blue. Um, so
1: <laughs> so their original lineup, um, as we were just about to say, was Rivers Cuomo, Pat Wilson. Um, and then they had Jason Cropper, I believe, was their bassist at the time.
0: Uh, I think he was just a other guitarist, and then oh he was um, the other guitarist
1: 'cause Sorry.
0: sharp sharp's a sharp's a bassist um right I also play bass, oh. so I have an affinity for bassists I like them um not that there's uh anything about weezer bass lines that are except of course for one that we'll talk about today <laughs> um yes. which is incredible
1: yes uh um right, so when they first started, it was. Rivers, Pat, Jason, and Matt Shark.
0: Sure. Yes, and so they're playing in the clubs. They're like, "Hey, it's 1991," um, and they're playing these like big kind of stadium rock style songs. Even back when they're just like shitting around at the club, um, and
1: um, fun fact: their first show, or one of their first shows, was uh, opening for Keanu Reeves'
0: band Dog, Dog, Star? Dog Star. Um. I've never heard Dogstar. I've never heard the band. I've never heard their music. I haven't either. Um, I feel like that's that's a wise life choice, right? Yeah. Have you not heard? Yeah.
1: I feel like I don't really need to watch Keanu Reeves in movies, so I don't really need to hear him play music either. Wait,
0: wait, wait. But what about The Matrix?
1: Okay, The Matrix is fine.
0: What if in The Matrix, Keanu Reeves discovers that he's the one and then pulls out a guitar... And starts playing.
1: Let's not rewrite the Matrix, okay?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying the Matrix is ready for a rewrite, okay? A rock and roll Matrix. I'm Just saying, it would be a great time.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I agree with that. Anyways, so yeah, that's just a fun fact about them, and that was one of their one of their first uh, first real gigs.
0: Now, one one of the things that I find interesting about like the early years of Weezer is that uh, they it sounds like reading interviews with Rivers uh talking about that time he's very like oh yeah you know we were playing uh these like shitty slots and no one was coming to our shows um which is i i, I don't know it's it's very funny to me that like you got to put time into these into these things right like these guys are living in a house together right like they're obviously committed and like in for the long haul yes um and then like I don't know just just to they, you know they they're signed by like 92 right so like they spent a year doing this before they like start actually 93, finding actually. 93 okay. okay so it's like two Every years um but that's insane like that's that's a that is a near meteoric rise
1: Yeah it they went from absolutely like nothing to huge very quickly Yeah and I don't that does not happen very often like within a couple of years they were at blue album status, which was enormous, and on the radio, um,
0: yeah, uh, eventually, yeah. yeah. Um, do you ever think Reaches. about how right? Yeah. <laughs> do you ever think how, about how weird that is? Um, and I, I think this is a, a like a common story for bands that like they live in a house together. Does that seem weird to you? Um,
1: it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. Like I think it. It would be weird in the way that well it seems to me like most bands end up being kind of like families anyway Sure. and living in a house together means you guys have like more shared experiences more like shared conversation just more the availability of more material generation
0: it feels like the fast track to hating someone though
1: that is also true (laughs) well and yes that is true. Are,
0: are you saying that that's possibly what's happening? What happens here in the early days of Weezer?
1: I, yeah, I would not be surprised if living together in a house was not potentially a catalyst for disaster.
0: <laughs> so
1: disaster was a harsh word. I'm really sorry.
0: Right. Uh, I mean, that's uh, and that might be one thing to just say, uh, you know, right off the bat here. Is that like uh, we're not in this to like rip on Weezer?
1: We love Weezer. We
0: love Weezer. We understand that they become something far different from what they start as. Yes. um, And that might not always be the thing that we love most in the world. Right. But that's not uh, not what we're about. But
1: guys, Rivers is always just going to be Rivers.
0: Rivers going to be Rivers.
1: It's all he can be.
0: Hashtag Rivers going to be Rivers. (laughs) I mean, he's... Yeah. No, we'll get to that. (laughs) We'll 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 get get to it. But so um, the like first set, like honest set of recordings um, from uh, Rivers is uh, or from Rivers from Weezer is this lineup um, of Rivers, Pat, Jason, Matt, and it's uh, the commonly referred to as the Kitchen Tape demos. Yes,
1: it was recorded on August first, nineteen ninety two. Is when they started. Um, and they call it the kitchen tape because they actually recorded Pat playing the drums in the kitchen of their house because they decided that that was where it sounds best. And fun fact about this demo is it actually does sound like they recorded the drums in the kitchen. Like if you listen to that demo,
0: that it sounds like splashy and echoey. And yes, it
1: sounds like you can tell that they were in a kitchen when they recorded the drums.
0: Um, so There are sort of uh, varying reports on uh, what actually is in what what demo recordings are actually in the the kitchen tape uh, demos. Um, Jen, I don't know about you, but uh, you know, uh, trying to listen to these things, there are a few of them that are available, like on B sides or um, you know the the extra tracks that came with the the re-release of Blue. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but a, a lot of these, you just have to find on YouTube and take it on faith that the person who posted it knows what the hell they're talking about. Um, And judging from the YouTube comments, which is where I get all of my information...
1: And I get a lot of mine. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, They're not always... They're not always accurate. Uh, And
1: people get very... uh, The commenters become very picky uh, and are actually very well informed as to what version of what demo belongs with which collection.
0: This has actually been one of the more eye-opening things for me, is that the... Weezer fan base knows a fuck ton about unreleased Weezer recordings.
1: There are more unreleased Weezer recordings, I think, than there are released. Oh, easily, easily.
0: Um, I mean, especially when you start getting into demos, like before, um, before blue actually comes out, there are like three or four demos of a lot of those songs.
1: Yeah. And yes. And a few songs that didn't actually make it onto blue. Um, but let's get in Let's get into that. Let's, let's get into let's the kitchen tapes. In,
0: let's get into some of the kitchen tapes, you guys.
1: Um. So, what I heard as the kitchen tapes were the the actual tapes consisted of five songs. Um. The songs being
0: being from this set of eight songs, right?
1: Right. Okay. Yes. There were eight songs that were recorded and track listed, but it, the actual tapes consisted of the five.
0: Okay. So there are. Three of these songs that don't actually appear on Blue. Yes, there's. Go ahead, Jen.
1: There is uh, "Thief," you've taken all that was me. Let's sew our pants together and paper face, and those are the three, the three uh, songs that are unreleased from the demo. And but it bears saying that the versions of the actually released songs are also fascinating.
0: That's true. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely fascinating. Um but let's let's uh, listen to a little bit of uh Thief you've taken all that was me. Um now just before we get into it, I don't really have much affection for the song.
1: I didn't particularly like it either. Um I feel like it feels like a weird kind of rudimentary version of the world has turned and left me here. Like it just it's got a similar message and a but it feels more amateur than that one.
0: Well, let's uh let's, let's just let's hear a little bit of it. talk about that for a second about the like kind of whisper uh whisper rock singing
2: yeah um
0: there there's sort of a lot of it on on the demos here yes um
1: part of my uh wonder about that is annoyed neighbors (laughs) (laughs) they were recording in a house
0: yeah sure fair enough but i mean like if you're recording a a drum set at any time of the day it's still gonna be loud that's more invasive than recording vocals that is true um let's let's let this ride a little bit longer here but it's just it, it's it's an interesting trend that like it's this sort of like angry whisper singing um yeah. kind of pervasive throughout this thing and uh, in general the vocals are rougher and growlier throughout the yes. uh, kitchen tape demos about that as sort of like a, a proto The World Is Turned and Left Me Here.
1: And there is a version of The World Is Turned and Left Me Here on the kitchen tapes, so mm-hmm. it it isn't, you know, they're they're contemporaries, they're not, yeah. like, it's not actually a predecessor, it just feels like a worse version of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe why it doesn't make the finally, finally right. final final cut. Like, me.
1: if you're looking at those two songs specifically, like, there's not even a chance that Thief is better than
0: Right. Also, uh, thief, you've taken all that was me, is a phrase that I have to like stare at for like three minutes to figure out what the fuck it means. Yes. And I will forget as soon as my eyes wander away from it. So yeah. may- maybe not the snappiest thing.
1: Right. And back to what you were saying about the whisper singing, it feels very like early 90s, doesn't it? Sure, yeah. And it feels almost like he hasn't quite figured out, like they haven't quite figured out what makes them different from every other early nineties band.
0: Well, that's, that's interesting. Uh, one of the things that, uh, like one of the common complaints that rivers had about their early days of like touring and playing shows is that everyone wanted to see other grunge bands. Yeah. Um, and it's just interesting that like how much something like thief, uh, sounds like a sort of grungy.
1: And it does. And that's not what they do well, Mm -mm. which is, I think has a lot to do with why Thief ends up being kind of one of the shittier ones
0: on their demo. Yeah. And a a great one, just a great one to lead off with, right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Killing it.
0: We're going to start with some high energy (laughs) dirty Weezer rock. Um, Do you want to skip ahead to um, Sew Our Pants?
1: Yeah. I actually really like Let's Sew Our Pants Together. Um I had tell, tell me why tell me why you like this it. Week.
0: Why you like Let's Our Pants um, Together.
1: Well, it feels like it feels a lot more like the Weezer that I know and love than Thief did. Mhm. And um and Let's so Our Pants Together was the second um the second new old Weezer song to me that I listened to this week.
0: Okay, you're going to have to define <laughs> new old Weezer song to me. It, so it's It's
1: new to me, mm-hmm. but it's old Weezer. So Got it. And thief doesn't feel that way to me, but let's sew our pants together feels very true to who they are.
0: Uh, let's sew our pants together is um, it's not the only one on um, on the on the demos here that is a waltz, but it's weird <laughs> that it is. Um, like because uh, Jonas, um, my name is Jonas, is also on here, mm-hmm. um, and that song is also like. Like a twelve-eight or something, but it feels like a little waltz. Yeah. Um, and let's sew our pants together is also a weird little waltz. Mm-hmm. Um, and like fucking with time signatures isn't really something I think of when I think of Weezer. Yeah, um, that's true. There's a rental song that's in five, um, but we'll get we'll get to the rentals later. Yeah.
1: Um, just so everyone knows, Patrick was a music major in college, so. Uh...
0: Yeah, so occasionally I'll drop things like time signature, and a (laughs) gentleman stare at me blankly.
1: I know what a time signature is. Mm -hmm. I was in I was in my high school concert band, so. uh, But I don't know. I don't know as much as Patrick did. Does (laughs) Does he still knows it?
0: Yeah, so uh, let's listen to uh, pants a little bit here. Um and I feel like that's going to have to be the uh agreed upon shorthand for this song yeah. it's just pants
1: Yes I think it might just be that I like this song so much because if you count in a song, I'm probably on board. <laughs> <laughs> love a good counting song. You love song. a good counting song? Yeah.
0: Um, how do you feel? Uh, are you too young to remember this? Um, the Sesame Street used to do a thing um, that was just like, it was animated only in that it like flashed images of numbers up on the screen and went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9 10, 11, 12. Yeah. I don't remember that, but you love it, right?
1: Yes. Okay. I mean, just hearing you sing it I'm like, I would like to hear a <laughs> professional recording of that, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I went through a, a small phase in college where I would test people by just like starting to sing that and seeing if they finish. So just like going up to people that I knew or knew not very well. Um, and just go one, two, three, four, five,
1: I think we're back to the part where, uh, Patrick was really cool.
0: <laughs> well, I said college, so this is after the 90s. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the Let's
1: beginning of, the together. beginning of pants that he did <laughs> um, sorry. The beginning of pants harkens back to the whisper singing a little bit. Um, but once you hit that chorus with the counting.
0: The chorus with, and, and like the, uh, the pre-chorus where it's like, are we are we friends now? Are yeah. we brothers? Um, there's something really uh, like humanizing and weird about that. Um, it's in a, in a very like Rivers Cuomo, Weezer, like unsure of myself sort of way.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. It's
0: very appealing. And then to take it to the weird conclusion of
1: let's sew our pants let's together. Let's sew our pants
0: together. Look, we're already spending so much time. This could be an extension of living in a house together.
1: Right? Yeah, that's true. You know, they're already probably wearing each other's pants on accident, so.
0: There was a time in college, this will be another Patrick was cool <laughs> story, um, that I was hanging out in my apartment, this is the year after I I'd graduated from college, I stayed on and worked okay. uh, as a hall director in a professional capacity, and I was hanging out in my apartment, which is in the residence hall that I was in charge of, um, and hanging out with some of my friends, and we weren't wearing pants. <laughs> This is something we would do from time to time because who needs pants, right? Um, and uh, hanging out specifically with my friend Drew, who's like a foot and a half shorter than I am. I'm like a six foot tall man, um, and Drew is also a man, but just shorter, right? Um, and uh, so we got uh, someone had ordered pizza out in the lobby, and we were like, "Oh, let's go get that pizza!" And I just jumped out of my chair. And put on the first pair of jeans that I saw, and the jeans belonged to my friend Drew, who was much. <laughs> but I, I wanted. High
1: water. I,
0: no, I mean, if you think I could fasten these pants, you are mistaken. <laughs> so I, I, I walk out there with these pants, you know, I mean, who even knows, like up to my thighs, <laughs> like barely pulled up. But I wanted some pizza, damn it.
1: Why didn't you just wait and find your own pants?
0: Uh, because Drew came out seconds later wearing my pants, which were enormous on him.
1: <laughs> so then it was just a funny. Ending. So it was just
0: it was just a yes. It was a solid. So
1: you should have sewn your pants together. We should have sewn
0: our pants together, and we're friends to this day. So oh, good. Yeah. So
1: friends who share pants are friends forever.
0: I won't disagree with that. Great. Um, one of the um, uh, one of the things that the the fan community seems pretty uh united on and that i agree with is that the solo at the end of this song um is fucking ripping like yeah really really good oh my god yeah um let's see if we can't skip ahead and see.
1: i mean rivers is amazing
0: Going through the last night
1: yeah. There is something that 90s Weezer was amazing at that modern Weezer is not as good at.
0: Tell me specifically what you mean.
1: Specifically, I mean, I think that with age and practice, Rivers' guitar playing has gotten too clean. Okay. And I think it was better when it was like a little sloppy.
0: It's possible that he's just picking the cleaner takes now. You know what I mean? That's
1: true. That's very true.
0: That, uh, you know, b- back in the day, the aesthetic was sloppier. Yes. Which is, uh, probably, again, you know, an extension of this, like, grunge thing that we're talking yeah. about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure.
0: This grunge thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, grunge. I don't know, like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this thing called grunge. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's enough about pants. Um, yeah. cool tune, And I was happy to discover it when we went back and, uh. Checked out some of these old new Weezer songs.
1: Yes, um, new
0: old Weezer songs. I've, yeah, I think I've messed I messed ha- up the nomenclature.
1: I, I believe it is new old.
0: New Weezer. old. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, the other, the third song yeah. on Kitchen Tapes that did not make it onto the blue album is Paper Face. Patrick, how do you feel about Paper
0: Face? I like Paper Face. Fine. Um, it has got a little bit more of that like. Shouty. It's
1: got a Pinkerton vibe to me. You think it's got like a Pinkerton vibe? Yes, th- a little bit. I also, I say that, but I I don't like it. I don't you like, don't like it at face. all? I listened to it a couple of times and it is not my cup of tea, which is odd that I say it's pinkerton because I love Pinkerton. Right. But just the sound of it overall feels like inconsistent with the rest of the songs on the demo. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, yeah i mean I'll, I'll i'll agree with that um it's also I, I there are parts of it that i think uh make their way into um surfwax america surfwax usa that. um there's this a uh, little bit with like a palm muted guitar like descending like bass thing um that sounds very sounds very surfwax um let's pull this thing up and listen to some of it Let's talk about a couple things already. Um, so the, song, the song's like super propulsive, right? Like it just like it's go 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 right go, out go. of the gate. Um, and uh, it's got some of those like regrettable Weezer lyrics that like yeah. the. This is probably something that we'll talk about a bunch of times, but like Rivers Cuomo has this tendency to be like a posturing asshole in <laughs> in his lyrics, right? Uh huh. Um,
1: and I I feel like probably in life as well.
0: I mean, who knows?
1: We don't know. You're him probably right. No, you're right. So. Let's
0: let's make some judgments about Rivers Cuomo right now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you know when he's talking about like shooting a cop and smoking weed and all this kind of stuff, that it's like, come on, buddy, what are you? you know, like, it's not. They don't. They're not like a street band. You no. know, like they're not. Uh, they're not like these hard, tough guys, especially like at, at this point. Right. Um
1: they're like living in a house in West LA just <laughs> right. like recording songs in their kitchen. Right, they're not just, they're not badass.
0: They are not badass. Um But uh yeah, let's let this go a little bit more because um when they actually get to the, the chorus and they're just shouting paper face, um <laughs> like that that's almost where my patience for it snaps. And
1: I believe that this song in particular is the most metal weezer you get anywhere.
0: The metal or like, Well, yeah, maybe, maybe it's like, it's also like straight I'm up reading too. currently
1: on Weezerpedia. Oh, please. That, uh, the song is very, char- cr- very characteristic of Cuomo's earlier music styles as it is basically a heavy metal rock song.
0: Well, let's says Weezerpedia. Well, I, I dare not argue with Weezerpedia. <laughs>
2: I moves to the West Coast.
0: Okay, but that's really interesting, though, right? Like, coming out of that chorus, um, there's like that acoustic guitar, like that picked part. It sounds yeah. like the beginning of um, Jonas almost, mm-hmm. right? Like, a it's, bit, it's, yeah. it's got that same texture to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, even for a more straight up metal song, still has.
1: Yeah, it's. Not, I mean, it's not like straight you up. You said metal. it was
0: 100% just a metal song. Did I? Yes.
1: <laughs> can I, is it too late to take that back? Nope.
0: That's nope. That's <laughs> that's, that's on record forever I now. I
1: didn't mean it. I'm sorry, everyone. Because metal doesn't have acoustic guitar in it.
0: I mean it can, but if it does, it has. That's when like you sing about uh, like fairies and <laughs> unicorns.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: I don't listen to a lot of heavy metal music.
1: Yeah, me neither.
0: Um, so, yeah, uh, that, that's, that's, that's Paperface.
1: Face. Uh, that is Paperface.
0: So the rest of the tunes on here are uh, other songs from Blue. Um, and I don't know that we need to play all of them necessarily, but, no. like, Jen, are there any that you, like, specifically wanted to play and um, talk about? Like, what what on here, where were your big surprises?
1: I was very impressed with their uh, demo of "Say It Ain't So." Okay. Um, and we—I don't know that we necessarily need to play it, but I would recommend going and listening to it on your own. Hmm. Um, because it is just way more. Uh, I don't know. It's just like bigger than the one on the album.
0: The. Uh... It, it kind of starts with like um, some extra like guitar noodling, right?
1: Yeah, a little like, bit.
0: That, that's like a little bit busier. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's one of the interesting things that I found about uh, k- the Kitchen tapes in general is that they they definitely like cut some interesting like endings, like outros, and even like beginnings of songs mm-hmm. for Blue. Um, that I think service the record as a whole, but it's fun to listen to them independently of that. Like uh, the ending of the world is turned and left me here has like a it's, is very different and I thought that was pretty yeah. interesting and
0: it's also quite a bit slower. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um. Additionally, the name of this podcast um, came from. Oh yes. The demo version of my name is Jonas.
0: That's okay. Let's listen to this because the the demo version of uh, my name is Jonas. Um, is weird. Um, because, uh, uh, so Pat's drumming on it is way different.
1: It's way different. And this is the one specifically that I, when I was listening to this, I wrote in my notes that the drums sound
0: like they were the- recorded in the kitchen.
1: Like this one specifically, I was like, wow, that's weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, and one of the things about it, it's really snare heavy. Um, yeah. and so he's, he's playing like a straight up waltz beat. Um, and on the actual album, it's a lot more like crash and splash heavy um so you know symbols uh and just like more metally. whereas this sounds very like yeah
1: almost a little more military
0: Uh, yeah yeah kind of um but yeah, so the the end of this song, instead of ending with singing, my name is Jonas, he sings, my name is Weezer.
1: Which sounds really weird if you listen to it. It sounds... It catches you real off guard. Mm-hmm, you should mm-hmm. be thankful for a warning. Right. Because um, when I heard that, I think I, I think I actually laughed out loud after that.
0: I think I may have shit my pants.
1: <laughs> Yikes. Do some laundry. N-
0: no. No deal. These are the same shitty pants that I was wearing when I heard this.
1: Get out of my house.
0: I won't. <laughs> uh, so let's... Let the, let's give a listen to uh, this, and we'll just uh, a, a little bit of. My name is Jonas. My name is. Also, more of that, like kind of shouty, um, yeah, singing, and there's less of the uh, like background vocals there too.
1: And I feel like, especially with Matt Sharp in the band, the background vocals are like key.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that, that does seem what like a, a very sets them apart
1: mm-hmm. and makes them like really who they are.
0: Yeah, and well, that's
1: and one of the things that I think has been missing since Matt Sharp left. Like he's got there are background vocals, but they're not as on point.
0: Well, that's one of the things that's very, and again, we'll get to this uh, in the next episode when we talk about the rentals. um, But like the rentals aesthetic is always two voices. Yeah. Basically like there's, if if there's a solo vocal part, it's like, that's the anomaly, Yeah. you know? Um, And, you know, some of this is just so much more rooted in rock that like, you know, rivers is going for those like kind of screamier parts. Yeah. And you can't, can't harmonize with a scream. Right. Right? Guys, hey, look, that's my message of peace. You can't harmonize with a scream.
1: I'm going to get a bumper sticker with that on it. That's great. Cool. Good. Um, so the Blue Album... Well, I feel hold, like on, hold on. Unless, one sec- oh, one sorry. second. There's I just one more thing I'm I want to so talk about.
0: Sorry. I'm so really um, sorry. i so, ahead. Uh, I want to talk about some demos of Undone. Mm-hmm. The sweater song. Um, so they're... <clears throat> There's one that's a uh, uh there, there are two like big demos that are that float around for it um and every recording of undone has like different like spoken parts you yes. know um and the the one that appears that actually appears on um the kitchen tapes is just like the band talking. Uh, and it's sort of uh, unremarkable, but there's there's a version where they're using like audio clips from like TV or the radio or something. Um, and it has a like a really sort of unsettling uh, effect. Um, let's yeah. uh, can can we put that on a second? I think this is the version. What the fuck?
1: Actually, I just read about this. Um, the band's historian, Carl, and his last name is spelled K-O-C-H.
0: Let's call him Cock.
1: <laughs> Great. So Carl Cock, who was the one of the, the band's best friends, um, they allowed him to insert various sound clips Into this, into the early demos of this song, Mm -hmm. um, creating this weird, like collage of left to right speaker nonsense.
0: Um, and the
1: concept was carried through actually, like it almost made it into the blue album, but Geffen records, um, was wary of the cost of licensing the samples. Interesting. Um, so they stopped that, which is why none of that made it through to the album, which I think is a blessing in disguise.
0: Oh, I think it's a blessing (laughs) just baldly on its face. (laughs) Just a straight up blessing. Yes. Yeah. Cause the, uh, it like the song is, is sort of a goofy song, right? Like it's one of the, if you want to destroy my sweater, like it, it's got a very, um, it's one of those things that the band like didn't want to be pegged as a novelty act after yeah. the song went big. Um, but like with these weird audio clips, it's interesting. I didn't know about the, uh, or hadn't noticed that it was like panning, um, left to right. Uh, that feels like a very like Beatles kind of trick to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like Beatles when they were on all their heavy drugs.
0: I mean, specifically like uh revolution number nine. Yes. Um,
1: they were on heavy drugs. For the, yes, they were, yes. Number nine. Just yes.
0: They were on heavy drugs clarify. for all of the white album. That's correct. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's, um, it's interesting to me. That's just interesting to me. But uh, th- one of the things that I really want to talk about here is that uh, towards the end, uh, there there are all these references to the uh, Ode to Joy from Beethoven's Ninth Symphony.
1: Really? I hadn't Yeah, I hadn't so heard
0: that. Um, it's on it's on like the fade out and then like the everything goes away and then comes back in and you can hear um, someone playing the uh, So let me um, let me see if I can I pinpoint it here.
1: Maybe I did notice that when I was
0: Like the end of the song hey! So you think the song's over Whatever I promise it comes back
1: I'm beginning to doubt you
0: right? And it doesn't totally fit with the chords of the song. Also not performed particularly well. I
1: was going to say, that's not actually how O is supposed to sound at all. It feels like they switched it to a minor or something.
0: I, no, it's, I, oh, no, I think it's person. that, I think it's that it, they didn't transpose it to minor when uh, that's what the chords are doing at that moment. Um, so that's, that that's a that's a weird little addition um, and I think it speaks to the uh like just weezer or rivers like intellectualism by the way, I'm just going to invert those names consistently throughout weezer and rivers, yes, they're both non name words yes that that I will transpose at will <laughs> uh, and when it happens, I will either catch myself or not, and this is the one apology for it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I I think that, uh, is a sign of his like sort of intellectualism, like getting in, uh,
1: you
0: know, like he has these, he's
1: a smart dude, he's a
0: smart dude for sure. He went to Harvard for a little bit. Yep. Um,
1: actually for a very long time.
0: (laughs) Yes. Depending on how you look at it. Yes. Right. Um, but, uh, uh, we'll see much later on the red album, um, when, uh, they're also using classical music themes, like in the greatest man that ever lived, second track on Red, um, that is uh, based on the uh, "Simple Gifts" melody, um, but it's an Aaron Copeland thing. Um, and it's it's interesting to like hear those seeds here, but also further interesting that it didn't make it to the record. Um, yes. So like, even if he fucking loved it.
1: Somebody said no, which is Somebody probably good. Somebody said
0: no, right? Someone was like, "We, um, I don't know about getting the uh, the rights for Beethoven."
1: Oh yeah, it's real tough.
0: Beethoven's estate is particularly litigious.
1: <laughs> uh, gotta have someone to say no to rivers. <laughs>
0: there should there should be more people saying no to it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, okay, so I think we can move on to the actual blue. Uh, maybe we maybe we take a quick break first. Yeah. That All sounds right. Good. So uh, we'll be back in just a sec with more my name is Weezer yeah hello and welcome back to my name is Weezer uh, Jen and Patrick talking about a band Weezer uh, Jen <laughs> let's start talking about blue blue so blue it's,
1: is, I blue is my favorite Weezer album.
0: You're willing to go on record right now. I am
1: willing to go, go. on record. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I did go on record earlier and was wrong about something. Great. Um, but I am 100% certain that to this day, and I very much doubt that this will change ever, mm-hmm. my favorite Weezer album is the self-titled album Weezer, uh, Makes fo- sense. known colloquially as the Blue Album
0: from 1994,
1: correct? Their first album,
0: right? Uh, I by the way, I think this is interesting. Um, and maybe we'll get into it more in depth later. But they've put out a self titled album now every seven years. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, 94 is uh blue, 2001 is green, and 2008 is red. Yeah. red. So, logically speaking, 2015 should be another goddamn color.
1: I think everybody's hoping for for black.
0: Oh, black. That's uh, what I've heard. Um, isn't Word it, on
1: the street is.
0: On, and Jen's pretty well in tune with the street, you guys. So, if she's hearing something on the street, you can take that shit to the bank. The street <laughs> bank. Because yeah. it's correct. One pretty um, hip. Wasn't uh, Make-Believe also sort of referred to as the black album
1: i think kind of but only because the album art was black
0: i mean isn't it
1: had its own name see the other color albums are self-titled so it doesn't really make sense to me to call make believe the black album
0: plus it doesn't follow the seven year rule yeah
1: so fuck that
0: so fuck that
1: (laughs) Cool. So back to blue.
0: Whoa. Okay.
1: <laughs> Bl- um,
0: Patrick, the blue record.
1: Patrick, how did you, what made you pick up the blue album and start listening to it?
0: Uh, I was in a music theory class in high school. This is my junior year of high school. So is well after the record had been out. Yes. Um, this would have been like 99, probably 99. Okay. Um, and... My buddy Scott Banazinski, who was in another uh, local ska band uh, called (laughs) Best Foot Forward, we were called Down in Front. They were called Best Foot Forward. Oh, good. These are great band names. Fantastic.
1: Feel free to take them if you want them.
0: Don't take Best Foot Forward, though. I'm not going (laughs) to offer that. Take Down in Front. That's my old band. You can anyone can have that and use that.
1: Okay, good.
0: But uh, Best Foot. For all I know, they could still be playing. <laughs> um, but guys,
1: Scott, go listen to Best Foot Forward. Go
0: listen to Best Foot Forward. Scott Banazinski. I don't. He may not even be a dude anymore.
1: I um, hope he's still a dude.
0: I. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what uh, what the options are if he's not a dude anymore. Um, in any I event, feel like
1: you're either a dude or you're dead.
0: He could have gotten a sex change.
1: Oh, that's true. Anyways, continue.
0: So Scott, uh, one day. You know, he and I mostly talked about ska, and uh, you know, real big fish and less than Jake and the Dance Hall Crashers and Save Ferris and yeah. uh, Mustard Plug and the Planet Smashers and all of that.
1: <laughs> Keep naming ska bands. Okay, please. let's
0: listen. If people want to hear me name ska bands, they can listen to my podcast of me naming ska bands. <laughs>
1: That's all it is, guys. It's
0: called uh, Patrick's Skadcast. Cast.
1: Oh, God.
0: Listen, if you didn't want to talk about ska puns, I'm sorry, I'm you shouldn't sorry. have started a ska conversation with me, <laughs> which you didn't. So so Scott Weezer. Manizinski said, Patrick, you know who? You know who's probably the best band?
1: And you said?
0: And I said, well, I, I didn't put anything. Did more. you name a ska I band? Did not, I did not name any band. Okay. But he said Weezer. And I said, "I don't really know any Weezer songs."
2: Oh. And
0: he said, "Patrick, you gotta listen to, you gotta listen to Weezer," um, and uh, burned not not even burned because this would have been uh, more in a time when we would have been making tapes. Um, I know. So Scott made me tapes with uh, Blue and Pinkerton on them. Um, and so that's when, that's, that's how I started. Those
1: were the only albums out then in 1999. Weird, right? That is very weird.
0: Um, and not only were those the only albums out in 1999, but it had been like at that point, three or four years yeah. since Pinkerton, uh, like it, at that point there was no guarantee that there was ever going to be more Weezer. Right. Um, so uh, how, how, uh, how did you get into, how did blue find its way to you?
1: Um, Blue found its way to me. I was really cool in eighth grade. Don't
0: you dare try to take my cool
1: <laughs> I'm bed. so sorry. Patrick's cool. I'm cool. I was all right. <laughs> um, In eighth grade, I was, uh, I believe, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, I had a, f- a couple friends who were, like, advanced for their age and, like, just choosing music, I guess.
0: Like, big breasts? <laughs>
1: I mean, I guess yeah, but
0: Got it. I'm there. I can picture it.
1: <laughs> no, they they were just like listening to stuff that most of the other 8th graders at our school were not particularly listening to. And
0: Help me out. 8th grade for you what what year are we talking about? You're 13, so What do you mean? What year? I oh, mean, oh, what oh, is the, 2000, the 2003 calendar year and 2004. Got it. Thank you.
1: Yes. I am a child.
0: <laughs> I understand.
1: Um Go. So my good friend, Brenna Scaving. Mm-hmm. Um, We're
0: throwing out last names on this podcast. Yeah,
1: so uh, hey, out. Brenna. I know we don't really talk anymore, but you're...
0: I don't talk to Scott anymore either, so...
1: So Brenna and Scott, let's pour it out the fallen homies. I'm real in tune with the street. Um, okay. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. To
2: the street bank.
1: Yes. Um, so Brenna was, we were driving, we weren't driving in her car. We were in her parents' car because mm-hmm. we were children. young
0: to drive.
1: <laughs> um, and she, she played some of the blue album. She was like, yeah, this is great. It's Weezer. And I was like very much a follower. And I was like, Oh, you like Weezer? Cool. I'm going to go out and get an album. So I went out and I got the blue album and I listened to it and I was like, wait, this is really good.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it uh, if it hit me quite so quickly that it was good. Yeah. Because um, again, I was like, "Where are the horns? <laughs> this isn't a ska record. This isn't ska. <laughs> this isn't a ska record. I wish I was exaggerating at all right oh. now. <laughs> Look, so we cool. we were all cool in high school.
1: <laughs> Middle school, actually. Thank you, though.
0: Ooh. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Patrick started listening to Weezer uh, about four years before me, but in our lifetimes... Right, in I our respective listen- development right. cycles. I started much earlier. Right. So, I win.
0: Oh, well. <laughs> that's all well and good. Um, blue, for me, uh, continues to hold like a, a place of... Um, we, we used to... It used to be on in the bar on campus when I was in college. Um,
1: I believe that.
0: Yeah, and it, you know, it's it's one of those like uh, bar unifying records uh, oh, where yeah. everyone just shouts along with the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, and everyone loves it. Um, and you know, to to this day, like I can get together with any. I mean, I probably you know I was gonna say anyone, any of my friends from college, but I feel like anyone. Period. Right? Yeah, You can just put on blue
1: and people are going to be fine with it. Like nobody's going to mm-hmm. question your choice.
0: Correct. No one will question your choice. And usually people are going to be really into it.
1: Yeah. Like, Oh, I love this song. Oh, I love like even people who aren't big, like, like aren't really into Weezer, like you throw on say it ain't so they know it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like, yeah, they probably don't know surf wax America, but like, Whatever,
0: but and everyone's gonna you know if you can if you say, what's with these homies dissing my girl?
1: They know, Buddy Holly. They've got that shit. They're gonna say why do they they got got a front? front?
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm glad you're picking up what I'm putting down. Streets, streets. Uh, so (laughs) let's talk about what this album meant for Weezer, right? Because we know what it meant for us. Yes, we do. Um, Well,
1: now everybody knows what it meant for us.
0: And, so and w- listener, what did it mean to you? We will hold well, for those stories, now. Great! Uh, so here's, uh, what, what did it... Jen, you're looking up, it looks like, on, uh, on Weezerpedia.
1: Guys, I'm always on Weezerpedia now. It's my new favorite website. It's
0: a disease.
1: It's
2: a disease.
1: Okay. Um, so the blue album for Weezer was huge. It. I mean...
0: Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, just how the record got made. So, uh, they, through Geffen Records, right? Yes. They got hooked up with, uh, Rick Okasek from The Cars. Yes. Um, and, you know, especially considering, uh, what we were talking about, the demos being all like kind of sloppy and growly and rough. Yeah. Um, that, uh, obviously got like a more polished aesthetic. Right. Which is all over the blue record, you know? Yes. Um. But so he brought them out to New York. They were in Southern mm-hmm. California,
1: and they had they had already signed um, with Geffen Records mm-hmm. before uh, Rick Ocasek was a part of this whole thing.
0: Well, they they suggested him almost as like a like an aspirational. Yeah, right? that they, they were that Geffen was like, "Who would you want to produce this?" And they were like, "I don't know, Rick Ocasek." And they were like, "Yeah, okay,
1: yeah." So. Sick. Uh.
0: Oh, puns. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry for bringing you down, <laughs>
1: It's okay. I'll be okay. Um, and actually, Geffen Records was not hugely thrilled initially with uh, the signing of Weezer. Um, they were signed by Todd Sullivan. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like a, a questionable move like Geffen Records was not they thought that Weezer was too anti rock star um
0: which to be fair I think they are they
1: are, are which is editors. very true yeah um but it's interesting that that was like such a big issue for Geffen Records to like have somebody there who was like not really aspiring to be rock stars
0: that's sort of insane right that like this person is anti rock star yeah um. It's, it's just—it's just so weird that it's—it's it's not like oh, I don't think their music will sell. It's like oh, he doesn't want to be a rock star,
1: right? And actually, that plays a big part in Rivers' just journey overall.
0: Yeah, and what we're going to be talking about for the next like three or four episodes here, yes. at least.
1: Um, even about the signing, he wasn't like he. There were like mixed emotions there. Like, he was happy to be signed, obviously, because that's like right. a huge thing, and he was excited about the future, but like, he was unsure as to whether, like, it, he really was anti rock star. Like, he didn't know if the life of a rock star was like what he wanted for himself. Um, which I think is interesting.
0: I get it, though. Yeah. I mean, like, rocks, you know, playing music, and especially, um, if we're to believe the like kind of geek persona that, um, this record puts forward especially
1: with that album cover
0: (laughs) especially with that with the album cover and with uh in the garage and uh in the garage um that they're all like sort of confessionally nerdy uh songs and you know that their inspiration would be bands like kiss and uh like the cars you know just uh, as, as examples that um it doesn't necessarily follow that like the rock star life is the life for that kind of person, right? You know, yeah. Um, so whatever they, uh, Rivers, ends up getting along really well with uh, uh, Um They're like chatting, <laughs> and, and in
1: in between, uh, in between actual recordings of songs that were going to be on the album, they would play Cars covers just to entertain him.
0: <laughs> just entertain whom? Rick. Who's
1: <laughs> Weezer would play Cars covers to entertain Rick.
0: You know, you know, Rick's like.
1: You guys. <laughs>
0: Fuck you. You think I want to hear?
1: He's like, okay, songs? okay, stop. No, I said stop. <laughs> guys, <laughs> stop it. But Ugh. Rick, we just
0: love this song so much.
1: <laughs> oh come on, you flatter me.
0: I was doing Pat Wilson right there. That was my Pat Wilson impression.
1: <laughs> that was my Rick O'Kasix. Sorry.
0: <laughs> great. No, they're they're great impressions. <laughs>
1: We're really good at impressions.
0: So one of the other things that happened here is they kicked Jason out of the band. Yes. Um, Part
1: of it, part of his...
0: It's wrapped in mystery, yes? Yes. 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 Shrouded in mystery. Shrouded in mystery. Listen, Jen, you can't keep quoting Weezerpedia (laughs) on mic. (laughs)
1: I'm going to stop. That actually wasn't... That actually wasn't a quote. That was me.
0: That was your paraphrase. Shrouded in mystery. Okay, well, it we'll might
1: ju- say that on here, but
0: I what I know, one of the uh, prevailing theories was that his girlfriend got pregnant, and they yeah. were like, "Hey, you can't commit all of your time to this band," yeah. um, which proves to be a little bit ironic uh, following the release of Blue, because um, Rivers goes to college
1: and like ditches and for yeah, and a ditches while. everyone
0: one and thing. Um, Mm -hmm. but in any event, so they, uh, Jason's kicked out of the band and this is when Brian Bell, uh, joins the group.
1: And actually, uh, pre most of, okay. According to Rico Kasich,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I'm so sorry, I am quoting Weezerpedia. That's fine. Again, (laughs) but (laughs) According to Rick O'Kasick, uh, Rivers re recorded all of Jason's guitar parts in one day, but that he's the only person who maintains that. The band insists that all of Jason's guitar parts were are still on the
0: album. You know, that's the sort of thing that like, like is it interesting or isn't it interesting? Because it's it that's one of those uh that's like a fact about um Smashing Pumpkins, Siamese Dream, um, the second Smashing Pumpkins record, uh, mm-hmm. is widely believed that after Darcy and James E. Ha recorded their parts, that Billy Corgan just re-recorded, re-recorded them all. Them all yeah. um, and, like, I always think about, like, is that interesting? Like, do I care about Like, is does that indicate that he's, like, a you know, mega-maniacal asshole? Or is it just, like, just fixing things?
1: Right. Um... And I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like he probably didn't re-record everything. I feel like Jason's probably Probably still on on that record album.
0: He's not on the cover though.
1: No, he's not. So. Um, Yeah. So that's, I don't know. It's interesting. And I mean, since then, so like, yes, technically Brian Bell was not an original member of the band, but he's been with the band since, you know. Nineteen ninety four, so it's like, sorry, nineteen ninety three. So, it, like, for all intents and purposes, right? He's pretty much he's been there from the start.
0: Well, and it certainly, as far as um, you know, fans of Weezer who you know were too young and too far away to. I mean, I, I grew up in Wisconsin, so like, there's no way I would have seen. Weezer,
1: right? Pre-Brian Bell, right? Because exactly. the only people in Los Angeles would have made been
0: been that. Only people in Los Angeles. And
1: while we are in Los Angeles now,
0: yep, living the dream.
1: I was three years old <laughs> when Brian just
0: a baby. when
1: Brian just. Bell joined Weezer. Maybe <laughs> uh, I was a very advanced three-year-old though.
0: You think you would have gone like out to the clubs?
1: Oh yeah, seen like
0: a one AM Weezer show all the time. I don't think I could see a 1 a.m. Weezer show now.
1: That sounds like a challenge to me. Uh, Hey, Weezer.
0: (laughs) Hey, Weezer. Put on a show. At one in the morning. Weezer. I am addressing Weezer now. (laughs) Put on a show. One o'clock in the morning.
1: (laughs) And see if we make it.
0: See if we show up.
1: I bet we will. Uh... (laughs) Well, I'm a lot younger, so maybe I will. Patrick won't. (laughs)
0: Nope, that is true.
1: All right. Anyways.
0: Right, so the the actual record. Uh, Jen, what's your favorite song on this record? Wow. Okay, fine. What's your least favorite song on the record? Wow. Okay, great, great.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Compelling,
0: I... compelling audio. <laughs> Jen, what do you like about this record?
1: All right, well... My favorite song on the record, it cha- it's changed a lot. Like, it's been a lot of different things at different times in my life. Yeah. Um, like, I, I certainly remember a time when Buddy Holly was, like, the end-all be-all. Like, when I first started listening to this record, that was the one that I would keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. And then I went through My Name is Jonas phase, um, which is still up there.
0: I think My Name is Jonas might be my... But... Yeah.
1: I think... Nowadays, like if I'm listening to the record now and I had to pick one song to listen to time, it would probably be only in dreams.
0: only in dreams is amazing. Yes. Uh, and uh, I, I, I was listening to this record this morning, uh, like to you know kind of prepare for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was listening to it on on my run and uh, that that the build up at the end, the coded of the song is so. Amazing and so like empowering, like it builds relentlessly. Uh, it's it's like a, a masterclass in um, different textures on the drum set. You know, like it's it's a Pat Wilson showcase. Um, yeah, the he's so like persistent on like just being on every eighth note that ba 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 ba, uh, and and when he like finally busts out of it into like a, a proper drum beat. Um, it's the sickest shit in the world. <laughs> streets.
1: Living on the streets. Um, and I i think I actually I might have skipped this phase in my life when I was describing when my favorite songs were.
0: Let's go back and talk about more phases but in your life.
1: I think for like, I don't know, a year or two in high school, I was like, I associated with In the Garage so much. I was like, this really speaks to me. Like I'm a, I'm a weird kid.
0: That's interesting. And we're
1: weird kids.
0: Were the specifics? No, because um, because the specifics to me, I don't I don't care about uh, Kiss at all. Right. Um. But uh, when he's talking about D and D stuff, the twelve sided die and the Dungeon Master's Guide, um. And when he brings up the X Men, Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler, yeah. um. Like that's the kind of stuff that I was like, oh. That's not just. That's not just the shit that we talk about at the card shop. I played magic when I was in uh, junior really high school. Cool. I'm really cool. <laughs> I played magic in junior high school almost exclusively. Um, everything I did was like through the filter of magic cards. So I spent a lot of time at the card shop, which is also a comic shop, which is also a D right. and D nerd The point is,
1: the specifics you related to a
0: lot. Right.
1: I would say the specifics were not really things that I was into, but the feeling of it, like for a high school kid, like pretty much any high school kid, I
0: feel like Yeah.
1: listening to in the garage feels like they know where your head is at. It feels like they know where you're coming from.
0: Well, I'm going to put forth a radical theory about the blue record. Okay. Um, I'm ready. There is a unifying lyrical concept throughout this thing. It's about the importance of escapism and fantasy.
1: Yes. I Um, think that is radical and also reasonable.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Radical and reasonable. Uh, That's my brand. (laughs) So uh, there are so many songs in here about, you know, um, like Surf Wax America, for example, where uh, it's like you go to work and I'm going to live my, like, fantasy life, right?
1: Where Um, you can actually surf two places.
0: Yes, yes, yes. You take the car to work, I'll take my
1: board. For anyone who has never been surfing or seen surfing before, there is only, for all intents and purposes, there's, like, one direction you can go in.
0: Back to the shore?
1: Back to the shore, slash, you can kind of go sideways if you're on the right kind of wave.
0: You can also, um... One thing you're forgetting here, I think, is that I'm you can so also sorry. go. You can also go straight down.
1: <laughs> yes. Right.
0: You can go straight down into the water. Right. Uh,
1: Which probably happens more often than the other two. Mm-hmm, choices. Mm-hmm. But you cannot take a surfboard to work.
0: Not not at all.
1: Ever. So this <laughs> this is a crazy concept.
0: It's like it's like Rivers was like, "Hey, I want to surf everywhere I go." I want my commute on the 405 to be on surfboard.
1: And, and if you've ever been on the 405, everybody, you can't do that. You
0: can't surf on the 405. You can't surf. You can't surf on the 405. But you can in the ocean. Um, <laughs> so that, that's just one uh, you know, little bit of... Um, is there a, a surfing reference in uh, Buddy Holly too? I should have done more research. There's, uh, there are a few times in this record where um, uh, surfing is obviously something that would be more common for a rock star in Los Angeles than uh, a kid in a ska band in Wisconsin. Um, but it, it's, it's weird how like you don't pick up on those things as uh, weird or specific. Like they just seem like general '90s cool, right? You know what I mean?
1: And I, I did, I heard. A few, like, a couple months ago on the radio, I heard a, a DJ talking about the new album that's coming out in October and saying that it was supposed to be kind of returning back to Weezer's roots. And he des- he described the roots as, like, surf rock, which is interesting because I, I don't know that I would necessarily describe every song as that type of thing, but it's more than just Surf Wax America,
0: Sure. Yeah. That has that pervasive theme of, yeah.
1: Except, yeah, for, at least for the Blue Album. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I would say that, I would say that Holiday has that, I would say that In the Garage a little bit, Say It Ain't So.
0: One of the, uh, the, just on, on that subject of, um, like fantasy and escapism, uh, I see really heavily in only in dreams. Yeah. I mean it, that it's almost in the it title there. It is
2: in the title, yeah. Um,
0: but I like the uh, I like reading that in the end of the song too, where like even when you think the song is over and that like the fantasy is over, like the fantasy is so persistent that it like bubbles back up into this like huge, amazingly empowering fantasy thing. Yeah, um,
1: and I I think it comes through in the world has turned a little bit too. In, the, I mean, the escape, escapism a little bit. You know, he's talking to a fucking photograph. Yeah. Like it's not. I don't know. He's just imagining. It's imagining things, and like imposing them upon like a physical object.
0: And also, even on uh, on no one else. Um, like, obviously, the the list of things he's asking for in a girl are impossible. Like a girl who laughs for no one else, and when he's away, puts her makeup on the shelf. You know, like that's. That's a, it's a, a weird little fantasy. Right. Um, and maybe not the most healthy kind of fantasy. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Hey, girls, you wear your makeup when you want to wear your makeup. And laugh for everybody. Laugh for everyone. Unless
1: they're not funny. Then don't laugh for them. That's just false hope.
0: I mean...
1: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, no. But yeah, I, I agree with your theory. I think that's a valid... Valid uh, analysis
0: um, are, are there any uh, You know Hot licks and solos you want to talk about Because there are some good Solos
1: There are some real good solos mm-hmm. On this album um, I will say that On or In Buddy Holly There's this bit About two thirds of the way through the song um, I believe the 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 timing comes out to be like just a, f- a few seconds after like 1 minute
0: 56 okay here let's let's, let's skip let's give ahead in here.
1: this one that's coming up gets me every time I love that so much.
0: Yeah, that's pretty sick. I, I also like how uh, the guitar solo starts with um, there's Rivers, I assume, but it could be anyone singing along with it. Yeah. Um, that's really neat.
1: It is. It's fun. And it's one of the things that they do so well, especially on this record, but also, like, even now, like, even on their more, like, slightly more modern stuff, is creating a tension, like, just like, using the instruments to really just build up this feeling and then like just release it with that one little guitar lick. It is orgasmic.
0: Oh my. Well, with with my pants full of shit and your pants all full of orgasm I don't... we really gonna need to clean up here <laughs> after I think. Um, no, it's... It, yeah, uh, and there's there's a moment like that at the end of Holiday too Um there's like a. Into the last chorus, one little like. Let me see if Do I can hold Do you want to play it? Let me see if I can it. <laughs> that was
1: kind of it, right I mean, that's
0: That's the riff, but it comes back at the yes. end.
1: And so, that's where you can really see where Rivers and Pat complement each other so well. Because they use that guitar solo, and then like Pat just comes in and like. Yeah.
0: breaks it. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know what like the uh, the consensus or like what the world thinks, but I think Pat's an amazing drummer. Oh
1: yeah, like, he's fantastic.
0: Um, he's and not like not only is he like really like propulsive and like fast and everything, but um, he's got like a sense of melody uh, like to the way he plays. Yeah. Um, when he pops back into uh, a beat at the end of um, only in dreams, um. While everyone else is doing like their little guitar noodling, he's like hitting rhythmically the, uh, like almost the melody. Hold on. Let me see if I can find that. Building up here. And first of all, I just, I, I love it when he switches over there and you can hear him like riding on the crash a little bit there. Yeah. Here. So yeah, those crashes that like
1: Yeah, he's he's 100 percent mirroring that bass line yeah. so well.
0: Well and uh the the melody there on that like only in dreams, like yeah. he's hitting that with a and that
1: I just like uh, um, yeah. This guy that I had a crush on in college mm-hmm. um was in a band, he played bass. And he was telling me once about how they like his band did a cover of Only in Dreams at a at a concert. Uh-huh. And uh, and he was saying like it was like just one of the most amazing experiences he's ever had. Because it's like just such a powerful guys, I really liked him. I can, <laughs> such a... I can tell he was so powerful. I can
0: tell. Like the, <laughs> the look on your face as you just was he your first love? No. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. But so he had a special experience with this song. Yes.
1: And we bonded over that. Right. Um,
0: uh, I, I feel like this is also one of those songs that, um, in college was, is one of those uh, immediately recognizable just from the baseline because oh, yeah. your neighbor's playing it too loudly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: I can play very little guitar, uh, but I can play that baseline on a guitar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the, uh, this is so, something I brought up recently or er, uh, moments ago off mic um, but I was in a band in college uh, called Dennis. It's a uh, piano rock... Scott? No, no, no. Not, not a Scott no, band. No, no, was so this advanced. was college. I was very mature in college. So cool. Mm, so cool. Um, and we had a song called Come On um, that uh, our, our lead singer had written uh, and it was, it was a cool tune, um, but I was like, hey, Paul, what if we, uh, you know, Only in Dreams, the end of this thing, uh, and just, you know, really break it down, really draw it out, and build it back up slowly. Um, and Jen, with your blessing, and at the end of all of this, um, I think it'd be fun to put a recording of that in, and then you and I talk about how badly my band was stealing from Weezer. I would Weezer.
1: love to hear how badly your yes. band was stealing from Weezer.
0: Uh, we were called Dennis. Dennis. And we were great. Awesome. We were uh, the wussiest <laughs> rock band. The makeup. Of, the makeup of this band was uh, piano, uh-huh. bass,
2: uh-huh. drum set, okay,
0: string quartet. <laughs> you laugh, but we had a full time string quartet. Wow. Yeah so that's uh what
1: did you play in it
0: bass I played bass
1: the electric bass or upright bass uh
0: both both
1: I don't I think I'm just
0: playing electric on this recording but would I what would I switch yeah yeah you bet
1: interesting that is that is fascinating
0: uh but you can hear more about that on our Dennis podcast (laughs) Uh, Patrick's
1: got a lot of podcasts I got a lot of
0: irons in the fire
1: only a couple of them are real oh It's up to you to determine which ones are real and which ones are fake.
0: Including whether or not the one you're listening to now is real.
1: I also have a podcast of uh, just songs with counting in them. Right. I just talk about songs
0: that have counting. What are some of your favorite songs with counting? Uh,
1: Beyonce's Countdown. Okay. Um,
0: Does the final countdown... 5.
1: What? Oh, 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 yeah. The final countdown's in there. Final countdown. You better believe it. It doesn't have as much actual counting, but... It's in the title.
0: You know what I do like about Mambo Number Five is all the name listing. Yeah. Any song that has a lot of names—that'll be—I'll start another podcast. That's just a song about lists of names.
1: That is true. <laughs> that is true.
0: <laughs> I can tell the second you stop listening to me.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I got I got caught off guard because we talked about songs with names and a lot of the B signs on the Blue Album are songs with names.
0: Uh, that's true. Um, and I
1: don't know that we're... Are we ready to get there yet?
0: Uh, do, uh, do you have anything else to add about uh, the, the Blue Album?
1: Oh, I forgot that I did. Sorry. Oh,
0: it's all right. Sorry, <laughs> right, you got Not excited? Excited. <laughs> this is This is like she's talking about her college boyfriend again.
1: He wasn't my boyfriend. Ugh. What? No, I said I had a crush on him. Uh, Nothing ever happened, guys. Oh. No. It's fine. Sorry. Yeah, what was promoted. his name, first and last? <laughs> that one's probably not... Well, if he listens to this anyway, he'll know who he is, but whatever. Great. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that where it is. Anyways, um, a fascinating thing that I found out earlier when I was on Weezerpedia talking about Undone, the sweater song, Hmm. Um, I remember, if you, uh, if you recall, I mentioned that they let Carl insert various sound clips into the song, but they had to scrap that. Yeah. So this is a direct quote again. I'm really sorry. From Uh, Weezerpedia? From Weezerpedia. At least we're giving it credit. Um, (laughs)
2: At least. At
1: least. Uh, In the 11th hour, a spoken version of dialogue was recorded at the Amherst house, which was the place they moved after the house on on Stoner Avenue. Mm -hmm. Um, By then bassist Matt Sharp and Carl as well as an intermission set of dialogue between Carl and one of the founding members of Weezer's official fan club and an early supporter of the band, Michael Allen.
0: So that's so Michael's that's voice? female on that. voice
1: on Undone? That's Michael.
0: Of Michael and Carly.
1: Michael of Michael and Carly, who are the two founders of the Weezer fan club, who we will mention soon. Talk more about.
0: I, soon. It sounds like we mentioned them already, but we will come back to them in greater detail uh, <laughs> yes. when we get to the song that bears their name. Um, right? Uh, can but we actually? I
1: thought that was so interesting. That is because uh, I've been listening to that song for so many years and never even thought about who that might be talking. It was Michael. Michael. Michael Allen.
0: Oh, of I understand. Michael and I understand.
1: We just went over this.
0: I, you know, I had Matt Sharp in my head, and then you said Michael, and I got all confused.
1: Well, it was Matt and Carl and Michael. I understand. So it was probably Matt and Carl, and then Carl and Michael. Sure. Because there are two sets of dialogue.
0: Let's start the song. Uh, because, uh, well, let's, let's listen to this song just a little bit. think that's, uh, amazing. Um, the, <clears throat> the, uh, there's something so real about the, uh, I don't know. I, 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 this song really spoke to me, um, after college, um, and like going back, I don't know, maybe even in college where like you would go back home and there would be some gathering of your high school friends or whatever. And, Um, like, you don't have anything to say to anyone, right? You're just like, oh, man, life's so rad. (laughs) You know, like, this this totally inane conversation, like, trying to keep it together. Um, It's a really interesting little, like, narrative that they imply here, especially in the second part, where the girl is like... Um I want to go to the party after show. You mean Michael? When Michael? Right. Well, but I mean this is I know, just it's just a general a girl.
1: I am just it blew my mind to find out that that was Michael. Well,
0: That's okay, all. then well let's take a let's take a moment to just observe your blown mind. Okay. Sounds great. Great. Um but <laughs> just I don't I don't know. There's something so hot to me about like my friends don't want to go, but I, I wanna really want to go. go. So can you give me a ride? Like, <laughs> right, like it's sort of. She's
1: definitely flirting. She's
0: way flirting. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It 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 <laughs> it, it seems like a, a very like true to life sort of scenario. It seemingly has nothing to do with the rest of the song. Yeah. Um, and is totally divorced from the like audio clips. Um,
1: and this was like last minute recording. Like these were like we need to put this out and we don't want to get the licenses for those samples. So let's just record something really quick and get it out there. It's weird, right? Like, yeah, it's interesting knowing that and thinking about it.
0: Well, it just, it makes me wonder like what they thought the basis of, because there's, there are other versions like demo versions that are just like other weird talking. Yeah. Um,
1: well nowadays they just have like live. They just, the band just kind of chats or quotes other songs during that block of time. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Weezerpedia,
0: guys. (laughs) Weezerpedia's got all the information.
1: They're also sponsoring this. They're not. I lied.
0: Oh, God. Jeez.
1: I take it back.
0: Okay, Weezerpedia. (laughs) Look, this is me speaking to Weezerpedia. (laughs) Weezerpedia, don't be mad. Just put on a show at 1 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) See if we show up
1: will be less likely to show up for a Weezerpedia show as we are for a Weezer show.
0: I've never been to a wikis show before.
1: <laughs> I imagine it's a lot of information.
0: <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> I'm into it. Cool. Um, so uh, anyway, um, Undone was uh, one of the first songs that like started to get college radio play. This is how they start to become big Um, and, uh, they they filmed this video, um, which is just them playing, uh, on a blue
1: background. Yeah.
0: On a blue background. And then, um, a pack of wild dogs runs through at one point. They're probably not wild dogs, but they're tame dogs.
1: I would hope so. It'd be hard to have wild dogs on set.
0: (laughs) Probably hard to wrangle them. Um, it's a Spike Lee, right? Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Mm -hmm. That makes much more sense. Yes.
1: (laughs) Spike Lee was a little big for that. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Um, And then, uh, so, that's, after that is when they, like, put out the first real single of Buddy Holly. Yes. Which, uh, let's talk about that video a little bit, because it's them playing at the Arnold's set, or it looks like they're playing at Arnold's from Happy Days.
1: Yeah. Uh, And they, uh, it's a recreation of it, it's not the exact set, but... Right, it's intercut
0: with, like... Clips from Happy Days, right? So that mm-hmm. like it looks as though they are playing in in Happy Days. Yes. Um, at the beginning of the video, there announces a band from because uh, Happy Days took place in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, and so they're announced as being from Kenosha, which is the town that I grew up in. Oh, the town that I that grew up just in. Blow and, your mind. Well, at the time, I thought it was real like oh, i thought they were thought they were
1: actually from wisconsin i thought
0: they were well i mean this is a, a widely held among you know kids um, a widely held belief in wisconsin that like Weezer was from wisconsin like it, oh. t- it took a little bit of like you no know, they're actually from california like <laughs> the, the the assumption is they're from cuz you know you want to believe that right. not that many people are from wisconsin
1: yes so that is true
0: in any event, uh, they're not. They're not. They're not. Um, and was there another single that came off this thing?
1: Yep, "Say It Ain't So." Say it ain't so. In 1995, so. it was their third single, um, and it is the w- one of the three, the only one of the three from uh, the Blue album that Spike Jones did not direct a video for. Um, but this is kind of nice. Instead of having Spike Jones do a video, they performed at the site of their old garage. At the Amherst house, where they, like, Um, did their first practicing. uh,
0: Well, and and that that was part of uh, Rivers pushing back against being... Yes. um,
1: Buddy Hottie... Buddy Hottie. Buddy Hottie. (laughs) No, the Buddy Holly video was rough on Rivers. He, because...
0: Because he didn't want to be perceived as the guy in that Happy Days video. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And he was afraid that it was going to be perceived as, like, a gimmick, which it kind of was. Initial, like, I don't know, but at that point, he like cut his hair, he took his glasses off.
0: Hey, I want to talk about this hair cutting thing because I I read that too. Um, so what's the chronology for
1: For Rivers' hair?
0: Rivers' hair because there are some (laughs) like early publicity photos for the band from like '92 where he has got hair down to like his elbows.
1: I think that was. Like, purely for the music rivers, you know? Sure. And then...
0: That's Star Child (laughs) Rivers right there?
1: Yes, Star Child Rivers. Um,
0: But it's clearly short, or shorter at any rate, for the cover of Blue.
1: That's true. Um, It's interesting. I am unsure about the chronology of River's hair, and... um,
0: You care about it an awful lot.
1: And I care about it, and Weezerpedia does not have, it doesn't have, like, a timeline. I think what we
0: need is a timeline. So
1: Weezerpedia, listen. Weezer, yes. (laughs) We would like a timeline.
0: One o'clock in the morning.
1: (laughs) We'll we'll show
0: up for this one. There's a timeline. (laughs) If there is a public publishing of a timeline at one o'clock in the morning.
1: (laughs) Of the various lengths and distortions of River Cuomo's hair.
0: And even if it starts at 1991 and ends at 1994, five, that's fine. 95, 95, five that, years. Yeah.
1: Five, that's not that much to ask for. No,
0: it's not. So do it and we'll show up to that. 100%. At one
1: o'clock in the morning. One
0: o'clock in the morning. Great. hundred percent.
1: Yes. So buddy so. hottie
0: was really hard. Um,
1: <laughs> buddy hottie was really hard on rivers because they were getting so much attention. And if you recall...
0: He there, didn't want to be a rock star. He did not star. want to mm-hmm. be a rock mm-hmm. star.
1: So he was like just shunning. He was shunning the limelight. Really? He just, uh, he withdrew.
0: Yes. Uh, and becomes a, a weirdo sort of afterwards. Um, that I think is a I topic think for next time. that's episode That's what we're going to get into. Um, so let's, next episode.
1: let's, Keep with Blue and move on to them B-sides.
0: Yeah, Blue's got some kick-ass B-sides. It really does. Um, Songs that I, I don't know, that seem just as solid as um, album tracks.
1: Yes. Very interesting stuff. Like, just fascinating. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Michael and Carly. Great. So, they are people and a song. Michael and Carly Allen were sisters and they are the first the founding members of the Weezer fan club and they were like super fans. Like they were going to the little grungy shows. certainly that Weezer not at one was.
0: o'clock in the morning.
1: <laughs> I bet they were going at one o'clock in the morning.
0: Unbelievable. Well they, they weren't <laughs> just they weren't just big Weezer fans, they were big like LA rock scene yes, right? Like, but
1: they kind of attached themselves to Weezer. Specifically, yeah. Um, although they did, they were, I believe, friends and influencers of other bands as well.
0: Yeah, like uh, uh, I know they were like with uh, that dog. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I, I forget who Jen. You've got uh, Wikipedia. I do have Wikipedia right open. There.
1: I'm going to follow their link.
0: Um, it's 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 uh interesting how much um. These two sisters seem to have like an effect on the actual band. Yeah, um, the uh, the song that uh, is named for them um, was you know something that Rivers had been working on earlier called "Please Pick Up the Phone," um, and that turned into uh, Michael and Carly. Um,
1: there were actually there were a few um, a few other bands uh, ended up producing uh, tribute songs for them. we'll talk about in a minute, but Jimmy world did one release a song about Michael and Carly.
0: Jen, did your computer just tell us that it's five o'clock?
1: It did. That's so weird. I told it not to explicitly
0: told the computer not to talk. (laughs) All right. Well,
1: I'm really sorry.
0: How (laughs) does the computer feel about, uh, the blue, the B sides on blue? Well,
1: It feels like it's five o'clock.
0: The blue sides,
1: (laughs) the blue sides. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, there were a few bands that that did tributes for Michael and Carly. But, so, the song itself is, it gets stuck in your head like nobody's business.
0: I I have a weird little confession here. I don't really care about this song. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's that catchy. I don't think it's that...
1: I don't love the song itself. Mm Mm-hmm. But after I listen to it for the next, like, several hours, all I can do is, like, sing Here you me, Michael. Here you me, Carly. Uh,
0: let's just play a little bit of it. Okay. Out bit,
1: that one, <laughs> that one, that's the part that gets stuck in my head. though. That you and it won't leave. Like it, it just sticks around. Um, and it's funny because, so Weezer didn't know Michael and Carly when they were in high school, but the, the specifics in the song, like I think Winston high, they mentioned and like living off Eagle court. Those are true because they called up Michael and Carly and were like, Hey, where'd you go to high school? And then didn't give a reason why. (laughs) And then when they told, they like, apparently had moved around a bunch in high school. So they went to a few different ones. So like, we'll just pick one and tell us. So (laughs) they told him, they told Rivers. And then he hung up and like, called back a few minutes later and was like, what street did you live on?
0: Why didn't he just use his (laughs) own specifics? Like why, why have their specifics specifically?
1: (laughs) I don't. Ooh. I. I don't know. I think he wanted it to feel like their song.
0: And fair enough, I guess.
1: But they didn't. They didn't hear it until it was played live, like at a show. Like he didn't. They didn't know why he'd asked for that stuff until like he actually played them the song.
0: Oh, it was sweet. That is sweet.
1: Now the eerie thing about this song is this song was written. What song? What year was it written? I believe it was written in. Nineteen ninety three, and it was uh, put on the B side of the Blue album, which came out in ninety four.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In nineteen ninety seven, um, unfortunately, Michael and Carly died in a car accident. So this was three years after the Blue album mm-hmm. came out. But in a kind of weird twist of circumstances. A lot of Weezer fans thought that the lyrics in the song where it says until a school bus came and took my friends away has some, like, is some sort of weird, like, ominous thing. And there was a lot of speculation after Michael and Carly died that they had been killed by a school bus, which they actually weren't, um, they don't, they haven't released a whole lot of details, but apparently it was icy roads or driver fall asleep in the wheel
0: Well, they were, if, if I recall correctly, they're like driving through Colorado or something following Weezer as they were touring or something. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you drive, driving around in the mountains of Colorado, like it's, it can get tough. Right. Uh, Exactly. Mountain roads and
1: mountain roads get the shit
0: out of me. Do they really?
1: Yeah. I, I'm like every time I go up there, I'm just sitting in a pile of my own poop.
0: Oh, (laughs) well then we would be poop pants friends. (laughs) Do you, um, because uh, I, I find that if, if I'm on mountain roads, I much prefer to be the driver.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I I have a very hard time being a passenger on mountain roads because I like control.
0: <laughs> I also just sort of have a hard time being a passenger anyway. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like to be the driver.
1: Yeah. Anyways, um, so it was just this kind of weird thing that in the song, Michael and Carly, it had a bit about this bus taking his friends away, and then they ended up dying in a car accident three years later.
0: Are you suggesting there's something prophetic about that, and that Rivers Cuomo is psychic?
1: I am psychic? 100% suggesting that Rivers Cuomo is a psychic.
0: All right. Well, you heard it here. First. <laughs> Probably not first. No. No. <laughs> Uh, so um, one of the uh, there are some other great um, besides here Uh,
1: besides besides Michael
0: and Carly (laughs) Uh, so uh, Suzanne um, is I think my favorite among the yeah me too Um, and uh, Suzanne was on uh, the Mallrats soundtrack sure was which is how I was first introduced to it in fact I may have I probably heard Suzanne, I was ex- excited about Suzanne before I had even heard the Blue album.
1: Wow, um, interesting.
0: Well, you know, I was also big into soundtracks mm. and stuff. So cool. Yeah, real cool. <laughs> um, no, I liked movie scores and movie soundtracks. Yeah,
1: that's why you were a music major. I get it.
0: That is, um, and uh, I to this day can't tell you what else is on
1: the Mulratt soundtrack. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but Suzanne for sure is. Um,
1: Did you know that Suzanne uh, is actually...
0: She was like a PA at she Geffen, was, Yeah, right? she yeah. worked at
1: Geffen and they just really liked her and were not, she was nice and so they wrote her a song.
0: That's... That's weird. They like they they had this phase of like this person's nice, let's write them a song.
1: They <laughs> really did. Write- and actually every single one of the, the B side songs that we listen to has a name in it.
0: That is interesting.
1: We've got Michael and Carly, Suzanne, and then my Evelyn Eveline, sorry, and Jamie.
0: Um that yeah. I had I had not thought about how strange that is. Um especially because uh like that, that isn't something that I associate with Weezer.
1: No. And yeah. it, it's, it definitely isn't pervasive. I think they're, I can't think of,
0: well, the, well, there's the, my
1: name is Jonas
0: and buddy Holly. Like buddy those are both Holly. names, but like buddy Holly and Mary Tyler Moore are very specific references Yes, that they're not meant. They're not songs about people. Right. Um, and Jonas, we'll be talking more about Jonas's in the next episode. Um, I don't know where the name Jonas comes from. I'm not from. sure either. Um, but the, it does seem to be a thing that uh, Rivers is uh, fixated on because yes. uh, the, that character comes back in songs, in songs from, the from a black hole. Um, the album that never was. Um and
2: never will and be. And never
0: will be all streets. <laughs> um, so Suzanne's really good. I like it a lot. Uh, Jen, you said you wanted to talk about my Evelyn.
1: My Eveline was a really interesting one for me to listen to. It's a cappella.
0: Let's uh let's give the whole thing a spin. It's yeah. uh it's less really than a minute short. long. Uh, so here here's my Eveline.
1: My Eveline
2: My Eveline say you'll be mine. Say you'll be mine. Won't you come, come and let me whisper in your ear? way down yonder in the old cornfield for you for you i pine sweeter than the honey to the honey bee i love you say you love me meet me in the shade of the old apple tree
0: Eva Ova, Eveline. Eva Eva Ova.
1: Eveline.
0: So what did what did you wanna talk about with this?
1: I find this one fascinating. It's, it's a it's awesomely weird.
0: Well because it's, it's a it's Weezer like a,
1: barbershop quartet.
0: Yeah, well, and it they do it as like a vocal warm up, right? Yeah,
1: it we, was an it was an exercise. Like he calls it Rivers calls it a homework song because they took a harmony class because Rivers was writing harmonies that were too difficult for them to actually sing.
0: Right, and like you can hear in this recording, they're e- even in this song where it's just doing this barbershop thing, they're not as tight as they could be.
1: No, they're not. Yeah. Um. And I just, I don't know. It's just, there's something charming about it. Cause it's like, they still sound like Weezer. Yeah. Cause they <laughs> still, true. they still are Weezer and uh-huh. Rivers will always be Rivers and will always have that voice. Mm-hmm. But it just like in my brain, it doesn't make sense to me.
0: That the song even exists.
1: Yeah. Cause it, it's, it's a barbershop quartet.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's. I, I get that uh that impulse to like have something to work on just vocal harmonies because vocal harmonies are like the thing that'll make or break a song. like if yeah. you're doing them well, a crowd eats that up and if you are doing them poorly, you sound like you're hitting a dog with an uglier dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get that.
0: And no one, no one wants to hear that. Um,
1: but I think I feel like it that was a very useful thing for them to do because their harmonies when they get down to it, like on their albums
0: Mm -hmm.
1: are on point.
0: Yeah. They're, they're real rock. They're
1: fantastic. And I feel like that's just a sign. Like they knew they needed to work on something and learn how to do it well. And they did. And it just really paid off.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting to think that it's just weird that we don't have, I was going to say, it's weird that we don't have other examples of like, Other homework songs Or like Yeah But like You know I don't want to hear River's like Tapes of him Working on our No, (laughs) I mean
1: This one like Barely made it To the B side They just like Heard it And they were like This sounds cool So then they Were like Okay Okay And and put it on there
0: Um Jamie's also Rock and roll Um Now Jamie's a, a A Matt Sharp song Right
1: Um I believe so Yes
0: Um At the very least He's doing most Of the singing on it um, let's listen to little Jamie. <laughs> So, I, I like uh, that, like, how much of the song is just the word Jamie. Yeah. Um, and that they get, like, two really hooky melodies out of the name Jamie. There's that, like, Jamie. Yeah. At the beginning. Um, and then the chorus, that like, shoutier, Jamie. Right. Jamie. Um,
1: Actually, I... Upon first listening to the song, I... Don't, I don't love it.
0: You don't love it. you
1: don't love it. It feels flat to me.
0: Flat is in, like, flat as in, very energetic.
1: Flat is in, it's just the same thing, the whole song.
0: That's true. It's not, well, but in that way, it's very much a Matt Sharp song, right? Like, that's one it's of the things. It's actually not. It's not a
1: Matt sharp, not a sharp song? song. No. Oh, I just looked it up while we were listening to it.
2: Uh, well, Rivers for wrote it, me say it. over guitar. Over no, I'm
1: I'm very sorry. Well, I stopped <laughs> you that I stopped you last time. Uh, Matt Sharp has a different song for the same Jamie. Called, <laughs> yes, called uh, Mrs. Young, which later became "Please Let That Be You" on the Rentals First album.
0: Right. Okay.
1: But this was a Rivers song.
0: It's interesting. Um, it sounds very obviously. I feel that it's a very Sharpie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> clearly i've
0: said that twice now so i can't take it back
1: <laughs> nope yeah well this is just like before when i was sure about that one thing and then i changed my mind.
0: honestly i don't even remember what you're talking about
1: oh good glad we've moved past that rock and roll um yeah but yeah so this was this was rivers written and in, in song and lead guitar um
0: there's a a live like acoustic recording of this um, that I like a lot.
1: Really? Uh, yeah, like it's
0: that. it's on the um, the bonus disc that came with the reissue of Blue.
1: Oh, cool. Um,
0: it's essentially the same thing except acoustic. Uh, I feel so like
1: I would like it maybe a little bit better acoustic.
0: It doesn't have quite well. And again, this is what I think one of the things that made me think it was Matt Sharpie um, that it has that sort of like persistent um, low distorted like drone quality to it. Like you can hear yeah. like the clean guitar being like strummed over it um but there's just that like persistent buzz yeah um and that's you know all over the return of the rentals um hey man i like i like jamie and you know if you really like michael and carly and i really like jamie and we fight each other to the death at one o'clock in the morning (laughs) no one will come see it
1: yeah great
0: great um uh, guys
1: that was all of our material
0: that's i think i think that's one. all we wanted to talk about in episode one it only took two hours uh, uh one so, hour
1: and 51 minutes
0: 151
1: but we're still signing off so excuse me we're, we haven't we haven't stopped this yeah yet,
0: so hold so. on to our for our nine minute sign off <laughs> oh no okay so uh here's we, we actually may talk for another nine minutes um <laughs> So first, uh, just next episode is sort of weird. We're going to talk about Songs from the Black Hole. Um, and we're going to talk about the songs that Weezer recorded for the Angus soundtrack.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and we're going to talk about Return of the Rentals. So so
1: there aren't any actual released Weezer albums for except, episode two? Except, except for Angus.
0: Except for the Angus stuff, yeah. Um, so if it's a little off your knowledge base... Go to go to the YouTubes and yeah. find a find people put together um, their own versions of uh, songs uh, from a Black Hole. The Black Hole? Songs from The Black songs Hole? Songs from The Black Hole. Um, all the time. So just look for those. And
1: they're really interesting. Uh,
0: they're super interesting. You can go down a black hole on this. Uh, that, yeah. yeah <laughs> who, <Yep>. <laughs> streets. <laughs> they just go on forever and ever and ever. Um, and we'll talk about all of that uh, next time. Um but right now, if you're still listening, we're gonna Good play Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Good on you, buddy.
2: So oh, let's, yeah, listen, let's listen
0: to my, let's listen to my college band Dennis. Oh, yes. And it's a live recording of a song called Come On. And I'm playing bass on this. Yes. Um and then we will talk about just briefly how I ripped it ripped it off right from <laughs> Only in Dreams. <laughs> And that'll be that. Uh, And if you're not sticking around to listen to my college band, understand. Thank you for listening to... uh, My my name name is Weezer. Weezer. Jenna Patrick. definitely uh definitely ripped off that ending
1: yeah yeah it was interesting with the strings though it was kind of fun
0: yeah i mean that was sort of the whole shtick of the band was it's interesting with the strings though
1: (laughs) (laughs) nail on the head
0: (laughs) bam thanks for listening everyone